This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hi, Ellis Pod fans. It's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin' or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! What a good shot! Goal! Mike Hayden is foul! Far post for Shearer. Goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And a goal! Comes to Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! Hobble! happy especially now i get to talk to yourself do you know what you are jack <laughs> no you are ranked eighth in the most appearances in the year in the in the decade of the 2000s how cool does that feel like oh wow okay yeah i never knew that that's that <laughs> yeah, one to tell uh tell your friends for sure yep you are you are eighth i think pretty much everyone in the top 10 bar danny Invercible. you actually played alongside david oh, Duke, excellent yeah mm-hmm. eiffel alan reeves yep. Matt Haywood, Matt Hewlett, Andy Gurney, Steve Robinson, yourself, Buck Rimmick, and Danny Vichibe. There's some stats for you. I didn't. Oh, there you go. Some names. Some names from the past as well. Oh, it's really good. I was like I was saying off mic. I'm really glad that I've got you on because you're not someone who has the biggest internet presence. So to find you. To get you on is 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 big for me, and I'm really 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 grateful that you've agreed to take part. No problem at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, trying to try and keep under the radar a little bit. So yeah, no no social media or anything for me. And yeah, I don't like I say don't often get asked to do these uh, podcasts. So it's quite nice to yeah, so quite nice to reminisce and and go over go over a nice time in my life. Oh, fantastic! But ultimately, I will find you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, that's fine. <laughs> Same format for all of my ex-player episodes. You're a Hertfordshire boy. You played for a team in Hertfordshire. So my first question is, who did you sport as a kid? And I'm making a guess here, but am I right? Um, What's the guess? That you supported Watford as a child. Um, No. Sort of, yeah. I mean, obviously, they were a local team. My mum was born in Watford. So, yeah, we we used to go a lot. Um, Whether I supported them, I don't know. My dad's a Geordie, so we were more kind of Newcastle fans than Watford fans. Oh, what um, a time to support them. Yeah, it was a great Yeah, We used to go, well, I was kind of 10, 11, 12, and they were, it was amazing. They take the same amount they take now to away games. It was, it was great. Um, now, so, yeah, they were probably the passionate, the passionate team and Watford were 
you know, the local team that we'd go and watch when you know we couldn't get to a Newcastle game. I think that's acceptable. I think that's yeah. a fair answer. Yeah, so I mean... still, still the same. Still, yeah, still look out for Watford, <laughs> but you know what's happened there for me is a little bit. Um, you know, it's gone against what the club was when I was there, which was a lot of young players and local players, and you know, it's it seems to have gone the way it has in Premier League a bit. You know, monetary and a lot of foreign players that for me aren't you know are no better than, than the English players that could be coming through they they have a model the current owners at Watford yeah, don't they, they definitely do yeah I think you're the first person I've spoke to many guests whose dad for example played football but siblings now how on earth does a family produce two professional footballers that just yeah. seems greedy to me yeah um yeah I'd <laughs> a bit of luck a bit of good timing a bit of obviously a bit of a bit of skill. Um, I think a lot of it for me definitely was right place, right time. Um, mm. You know, being a, a fullback, it seemed, or a defender, it, I don't know, it seems to be a bit harder, you know, maybe if you're a bit younger, they don't want to throw you into the team. Whereas I feel like if you're maybe a forward, it's sometimes a bit easier just to get thrown on for, for 20 minutes, half an hour at the end of a game. But a defender, obviously, it's not quite like that. You have to bide your time. But as I say, it was for me, right place, right time. Um, coming through, I'd had not a bad season for the reserves and the fullbacks both got injured in the first team. And it was, I think it's just a case of, okay, Jack's the only one left. So we throw him in and yeah, went from there really. But yeah, to, to have a brother that was doing it was obviously, you know, it was a, it was a massive help for me. Um, yeah. And, and was it was there football in the family or was it just two football yeah, my, kids? I, my dad always said he he could have been a pro, but you know <laughs> whether whether I believe him or not, he, I think back back when he was you know playing, the money wasn't as good. So I think he he's kind of you know sacked it and went into the job he, he's been doing for his life. But yeah, I think my my granddad played for Newcastle youth team, I think. So yeah, there was a, a bit of yeah, there was a bit of uh, there's a bit of skill in the blood for sure. Yeah, those Geordie jeans, they yeah. know how to play football, yeah. don't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. Um, what are your earliest memories of, of football? Watching, playing? Um, I think for me it was, yeah, I mean, most days I'd say me and me and Tom would be in the garden kicking balls at each other, or if not, we'd be at the park playing against all of, you know, playing with friends. And if not playing, we'd be at home watching it or playing it on you know, playing back then championship manager or, yes, you know, any old kind of games that it was just, everything was football. I think my, my poor sister probably didn't get a look in, but <laughs> yeah, most, most days, you know, would be, yeah, definitely playing football and, or at least a sport of some sort. Um, absolutely thrilled that two people who became professional footballers as children was, were playing championship manager though. Absolutely. 97, 98. That was my introduction. Of course it was. Of course it was. Hours. Hours spent on that. Days. (laughs) Days. (laughs) What about your sort of integration from like playing junior football to it being apparent that you might be good enough to become pro in this world? So how how young were you when you started getting the attention of, of the big clubs? Um. I think it was a bit different. Uh, to be honest, I can't remember the exact age. I, I trained with Spurs for a little, little while. My, my one of my best friends, well, one of my good friends from school, Ronnie Henry, who played. Oh for yeah, yeah, Stephen Hitch. Yeah. yeah, we went to school together, and his granddad was obviously Ronnie or Ron Henry. So 
He, um, yeah, I used to train with Spurs for a bit, but yeah, for me, it was, yeah, didn't enjoy it quite as much. So yeah, I, I just like playing football with my friends and on a Sunday. And I, I think I sort of started at Watford maybe around 11 or 12. Um, but obviously it was, it was a lot different than it is now. You know, my, I think they train sort of four or four times, four or five times a week now. And when they're sort of 13, 14 and play on a Saturday or Sunday. So yeah, it was, it was a lot different. Um, but yeah, for me, I, I probably yeah started at Watford at yeah, eleven or twelve, and then you know you you just play and see what happens, I guess. And it really was that in the nineties, yeah. wasn't it? It was yeah. really it was like play. Yeah, there was no <laughs> not like it feels a bit different now, but um yeah it was yeah just go and play. I probably at the age of fourteen or fifteen, I I sort of you know you sort of start to think oh, okay maybe I got a, a chance of getting a. A youth, you know, a scholarship, and then see what happens from there. Really, who were your coaches going up through the uh, Watford um, ranks? Watford, we had actually my dad was our coach for he was under fourteens, under fifteens for us. Um, we had John McDermott, who's now the, I think he's at Spurs now. He's quite well regarded at Spurs, I think. Um, we had um, Gary Johnson. He went on to uh, to a bit of a career. Yeah, Gary Johnson, he was yeah, nice, really nice man, good coach. Um, yeah, we we had some good ones. Chris Cummins was there. So yeah, we had we, we had a few. Yeah, it was yeah it was it was good. Yeah, it was always always fun and good sessions and yeah, it was it was enjoyable. And in terms of teammates, I mean, Jarrell would have been a year or two above, wouldn't yeah. he? Yeah, he came a bit later actually. To, to yeah. Watford. I think he he joined in the youth team. Yeah, yeah like right. I say, he was two years I think older than me. Yeah. So who who was in your age group that we um, might know? Who made it from us? I mean, we had quite a few that played a few games, but then not many kind of lasted. Uh, well, actually, Young obviously is the main. He was a year. He did all right. <laughs> He's done all right, actually. Yeah, we used to, I used to room with Ashley Young, so yeah, he um, that was a good story. You know, he didn't even get a YTS. He got kind of a half. He'd come in to train two days a week and then go to college, and you know, but he never gave up. Nice break, really good, good lad. Um, but yeah, um, Ashley Young was the main one we had. People like Anthony McNamee, little winger. Obviously, he came to Swindon, didn't he? Yeah. Um, Jamie Hand, he played a few games. Yeah, a few kind of made it to the first team at Watford, but then didn't quite kick on or, you know, have a have a the longevity of career that I was fortunate enough to have. But yeah, we had, yeah, we had a really good youth team. Like you said there, you, your integration into the Watford first team, more luck, but I imagine you're playing it down a little bit. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, I tend to do that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I sort of, yeah, sort, I'd say did really well in my first year as a scholar at Watford. Um, sort of started playing in the reserves at that age. And at that time, the reserves, you know, we were in the Premier League, you know, Premier Reserve Leagues. So we were playing Arsenal reserves. And I remember we played them once and they had, I think Anelka played, Colo Torre played, people like Ali Adier. So you'd play against some top, top players. And it, it was a great kind of learning curve. Um, so yeah, had, had a good season and reserves, and yeah, it kind of yeah, as I say, got got a chance, and hopefully, got, yeah, fortunate enough, took it, and yeah, that was it. Yeah, you made your debut at the tail end of the two thousand two three season, didn't you? And late yeah. sub for Bradford Stephen. at home, yeah. Oh, Brighton. Oh, sorry, yeah, Brighton away. Yeah, Bradford at home was my um, first start. Yeah, Br- yeah, Brighton away was yeah. I think we lost four 0 but I came on for ten minutes, so it was, ah. it was great for me. Doesn't matter, doesn't no. matter, does it really? When once no, you go through all the relevant, getting on the pitch was yeah, it was it was 
yeah, I can't really explain the feeling, to be honest. Yeah, because you're, this is, I guess, a um, sign of how things have changed somewhat, because you're about 19 when, yeah, not a million miles away from 20, because it's 2003, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah. and you didn't have any loan spells or no. anything like that. And no. Nowadays, I guess, without loan spells, it's quite late um, in, yeah. in many ways, isn't it? Yeah, to make your David, yeah, it probably is. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't as, yeah, I guess it wasn't as prevalent back then. You know, you, you, obviously the squads were smaller, granted. You know, your, your Chelsea's now have probably got, what, 80 professionals, you know, and they're all amazing players. So, yeah, it was, you know, it was a case of we probably had six defenders in the first team squad. So, when you got injured, you, you weren't that far away from ever being sort of thrown into the team. So, yeah, it was uh, as much as you, you wanted to play, as much as you could. You, you kind of wanted to stick around because you knew you'd get, hopefully, a chance eventually. Yeah, your manager throughout your time, bar one game, is with Ray Lewington. And yeah. you know, younger listeners will know Ray Lewington as yeah. Roy Hodgson's assistant. But what was yeah. he like as, as the main man? Yeah, he, he was good. He was, uh, uh, I'm fairly sure he was the reserve team manager as well. Well, when I was in the reserves, I'm sure he was the manager then. So it... Obviously helped me that he went on to become the manager. Um, yeah, he was a bit of a very nice man. He was approachable, a uh, good coach. He had, uh, yeah, he had good people around him. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, yeah, he, he was good. Yeah, he was good. He's obviously gone on to, uh, gone on to have a, a pretty good uh, coaching career. So before and after, didn't he? Yeah, he's, he's been around for absolutely years, hasn't he? Absolutely, yeah. And now cool. Back with Edford now, so yeah, no, he was, yeah, very nice man. He was, yeah, so he helped helped me a lot and. It was uh, he was say approachable and for a young player, I guess that's quite important. You know, you just you're, you're sometimes a bit nervous about going to speak to managers <laughs> and senior players. So when they make it easy, it's yeah, it, it helps. Who was good at the, in in the dressing room to look at? Who looked after you? Good question. There was I mean, Sean Dyche was he was a very tough as he is now, as you imagine he probably is when you see him. A very tough man, but a very fair uh, guy. So. I think he quite liked me. He took a bit of a shy. So yeah, he he was a good guy to have on your side. I think you know if you if you worked hard every day, you came in, you tried your best. You know he, he kind of knew young players are going to make a mistake. He'd never come for you. You know if you if you, you say if you just worked hard and did as best you could, he would always have your back. So yeah, Daishi was someone that um, yeah he, he had a good career and he was yeah someone I kind of looked up to. You know it was. Um, yeah, it was nice to have him kind of there by your side if you needed him. Oh, I, I, if I want anyone in that dressing room on side, it would yeah. probably be Sean Dyche. Sean remember Dyche, him from yeah. his Chesterfield days. Actually, not long ago, in, we, we had a party or a birthday, someone's 50th party, and he, he was there, actually. We had a good chat, and yeah, he was just the same old, just gruff, you know, <laughs> says it how it is, but just a, a solid, very fair, you know, fair man. Yeah, I, I forgot to even ask, whose boots did you clean? Luckily, actually, I, oh. we, had, we, we were spoiled. We had a boot cleaner, so. Look at this. And there's you complaining about oh, modern no, times. Look at that, you're not even there. cleaning boots. <laughs> Didn't clean boots. I mean, to me, I think they would have known. I would have, I would have been so lazy and not done it. So, yeah, we, we had a boot cleaner at the time. So we still had jobs. You know, we had to clean the changing rooms and clean the balls and do all that stuff. But, yeah, the, the boots we never we never touched, fortunately. Oh, but you don't get those sweet Christmas no, tips. No, don't get the tips. No, I know. I know. <laughs> what I like is you knew where I was going straight away <laughs> with that. <laughs> Absolutely. Some of the figures I've been told off mic and on. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Oh, I missed out then. I, I would have yeah. cleaned. Boots for oh my goodness! 
I'd have done that for a living. <laughs> we had some tight players at Watford, so. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a very broad stroke that I'm going with the Watford bit. But, you know, you, you broke into the first team. You played 28 times, 25 yeah. of those at championship level. The other than the yeah. club scored a couple of goals, which, yeah. again, like I'm always thinking about Swindon Town equivalents. It's not easy to go from under 12, 13, 14, 15, get through the under 18s and then play games, whether it's one game, 25 or 250. Yeah. What, what are the big highlights for you for, for, for your Watford career? Obviously, the first, obviously, debut, you know, coming on a star, but then the first, yeah, your first start at home at Vicarage Road is, um, I'd say, probably the most nerve-wracking experience of my life. It was, mm-hmm. yeah, the whole... Friday afternoon when I was told I was playing. I'm not sure I ate much or slept at all, but yeah, obviously making your debut. Score my first goal was actually on Sky at Sheffield United away, which was actually a pretty decent goal. So that was um that was pretty special. Um and then yeah, we played Chelsea in the FA Cup, but when they I think they just had you know, been bought by Abramovich. They had a, a hell of a yeah. team. Replay, wasn't it? Yeah, we drew two all at home. We should we should have had a penalty right at the end. So we should have. I mean, I, I say we should have beaten them. They they probably hammered us, but we, we could have <laughs> nicked it at the end. But that was that was on Sky, so that was quite a special kind of a special game. That was kind of like okay, I've got I might have you know not made it, but this is a this is a serious game of football. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, some of the names that played, well, I mean, it's other than Neil Sullivan in goal for Chelsea, it's yeah, pretty much. I think uh, Glenn Johnson was right yeah. back and Gronkyar was right wing. So it was um, oh, Hasselbank, I think, was up front with Johnson and Lampard. So, yeah, it was it was not a bad team. Yeah, yeah. So you go yeah. into that kind of thinking, I have to play 11 out of 10 or I could get embarrassed here. So it definitely <laughs> keeps you on your toes. <laughs> I don't doubt that at yeah. all. It's a different and level of it was a different level of football, you know. You kind of there they do seem to be just a step ahead, and it's um yeah, you gotta gotta have your, your wits about you to, to not <laughs> get embarrassed. <laughs> as a as a Geordie fan, what was it like playing Sunderland? Well, it was even worse, I guess, because my brother, well, Tom signed for Sunderland, so we were playing against each of other. Course. So it was um it that was wow. yeah, it was interesting. And obviously my dad, yeah, dad and they mum and dad, they didn't know what to do. They didn't know whether to come to the game, where to sit, who to support. So yeah, that was um yeah, that was a, a tough, tough afternoon. I think Tom found it a bit tougher being the older brother, whereas I was just wanted to get stuck in and give him a kick and <laughs> did get you? back for all the times he's kicked me in, you know, growing up. <laughs> did you? I think we had one tackle that, I mean, I don't think we he went in particularly hard. And I remember Neil Cox just looked at me and was like, you need to kick him. If it's that comes up again, you've got to give him a kick. So, yeah, I think after that, we didn't go near each other too much, fortunately. Yeah, it was, it was interesting. It was not very, you know, wasn't the most pleasant experience. <laughs> That's one of the things that I really wish I could listen to, like the conversations between players during mm-hmm. the game. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we don't hear the, you've got to kick him, man. You, you've got to kick him. Yeah, all that. <laughs> There's a lot of that, you know, first tackle, let him know you're, I mean, it's all a bit, I kind of, 
I guess, old school, but yeah, I'm sure it still goes on. In modern times, what you have done instead is you would have uploaded a picture of your brother in a McEwen's Lager Newcastle shirt and sent it to the Sunderland fans <laughs> and wound them all up, and it Absolutely, would have been very, yeah. very funny. McGovern <laughs> again. Smith takes it and gets the rubber, the green, and finishes for three. Such a fortune about it, certainly. As Jack Smith came inside the penalty area, seemed to bounce in front of him off the Port Vale defender. Perhaps handball, he wasn't complaining, he's 3-0. What's so good about having you as a guest is that there's a whole lot of Swindon town. So let's, yeah. let's get cracking because yeah. it's, a, it's a really complicated era. I remember it being, as a fan, it was even in, in the good bits, it, it's still... There was always those lingering doubts and concerns. Yeah. But what we're going to do is we're going to go season by season because yeah. there's, there's a change. You have different managers every yeah. year. There's a lot it's of crazy, managers. Loads of managers. It's the only time in your career, really, where you don't have that stability in, in, yeah. in, in terms of managers. All your other clubs, they're pretty much the same yeah. guys throughout, yeah. weren't they? So yeah. good old Swindon doing yeah. Swindon things. So 2005, your name initially pops up to try and lure Sam Park into Vicarage yeah. Road. That was it, yeah. Um, so, a, yeah, a make weight in the deal, I, I guess. I don't like that. Is, 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 no, no. As, 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 <laughs> as a fan, an integral part of the deal. Exactly. No, but <laughs> <laughs> but even like back then, I would have thought nothing of it. But now I think about it, going like, imagine I can imagine a footballer going, hanging out with the lads, playing pool yeah. after training, and then being yeah. called in and going. But here's the well, thing: we really want this player. Yeah, but I mean, that, that is pretty you. much how it was. To be honest, oh, it was. Um, no. Aidy Boothroyd. Aidy Boothroyd came in um, towards the end of the my final season there. Yeah, and I felt I was playing. I think I played the first game. I'm not sure I played particularly well. Um, yeah, we did. We, I guess I wasn't really a sort of player. He, he liked uh, quite big and direct players that would just you know they go long and get throw-ins and corners and. Yeah, he, you know, we we didn't see eye to eye particularly. And yeah, he, he, I think I had a year left on my contract, but he kind of just said, look, you're not going to, you're probably not going to feature. But, you know, it's, it's fair enough, it's honest. And yeah, so it was, yeah, so I, from what I, from what I understood, yeah, Sam Parkin was wanted by Watford and I was kind of, yeah, told I could go to Swindon. So yeah, at the time, I think Jarrell was there and the club had done well the year before. So I was, yeah, I was, I was happy to kind of move and, and start playing. Simple as that. Basically, yeah. yeah oh, I mean, man. I guess when you're younger, you, if someone tells you they don't want you, you take it to heart and you take it like, fine, I don't want to be here and you leave. You know, in hindsight, if I'd have stayed, who knows what would have happened. But, you know, the, the following season, I think Watford got promoted to the Premier League and <laughs> Swindon got relegated to League Two. So, it's, you know, it's one of those... Um, who knows moments, but yeah, when you're young, you're just a bit more head headstrong, aren't you? So I was like, fine, you don't want me, I'll go and play somewhere else. So which was, yeah, you know, it was, I don't regret that. I think it's a really interesting point you make there because I think it, it it's mirrored with a lot of the people I've spoke to where, you know, there's this feeling and it's purely based on life experience of, fine, yeah. I'll go. If yeah, you want it's me, I'll, purely, I'll... yeah, it's purely just, I don't know, mm. but it's, you know, pride and stuff someone tells you that I don't want you it's like fine I'll leave but in hindsight it, I look from speaking to Tom because when he came back to Watford Buffroyd or Buffroyd was there and you know I think 
he liked to play to see a reaction and to see people come back and be like, no, I'll prove you wrong. And, you know, like I say, in hindsight, I could have done that, but no regrets. No regrets. I mean, and is there any due diligence other than there's like a, a, a teammate that you, you used to play in the reserves and a few first team games for? Is, is it as simple as that? Like, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Come down. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I mean, oh, wow. yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's Swindon been in the playoffs the year before, maybe or in the year before that. So we got to the playoffs in two thousand three, four, um, with Tommy Mooney, of that course, and then Brighton, the pod- that Brighton. That oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we don't yeah. talk about that. It's no, a no, no. forbidden, forbidden game. I've, I've made my peace with I that. Remember watching that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So maybe you joined out of sympathy for that game because <laughs> um, I wouldn't blame you. Um, and the following season was a bit of a purgatory one. Uh, we lost Mooney. We didn't replace his goals. Yeah. Rory Fallon wasn't scoring that year, yeah. and. Um, and yeah, it just turns out having two 20 goal scorers <laughs> does the trick, doesn't it? Yeah. But, but when you lose one of those. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So we had a mid-table, no no risk, but no uh, no playoff um, no. hopes there. And then we come in here where, I mean, I think within the club we're probably broke because we're selling Sam Parkin. Yeah. And Andy King does a pretty good job the day you're yeah. unveiled, of course. He brings in Jamie yeah, Curtin. Yeah. yeah. Tony Thorpe, yeah. Ricky Shakes, Tony Charlie Cominplant, and yourself. Yeah. And the strike force, in terms of experience and goals, yeah. very, very impressed yeah. I was at the time. Yeah, um, it, uh, me too. I was very excited by that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So did was was there much negotiation or were you all there at the same time? Because nowadays they like to give every player their moment in the sun. They give them their yeah. own sort of unveiling. But I remember you guys all stood in your huddle uh, yeah, with, with maybe one shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. Well, that was it, basically. I, I, obviously, we didn't all negotiate at the same time. But I think it was just, um, yeah, just yeah, just get unveiled at the time. It was fine by me. I'm, I'm quite happy not to have all the spotlight on myself. So, yeah, if I could get it done with other people then. Yeah, it was um, yeah, one of those. Yeah. Let's talk about Andy King. Um, I have to do the sort of the, the, my usual ramble with Andy King to my mm. guests because it's as simple as this. You either had you were either part of Andy King's clique or yeah. you weren't. Yeah. Where were you? I feel like I was in the clique. Um I really liked him. So I mean that yeah must show that he yeah he maybe liked me. Um he was a very interesting you know it was it it was great fun being you know he was he was great to be around. Um yeah obviously some of the some of the training sessions, maybe, you know, were probably <laughs> more fun than serious. And, you know, it obviously maybe transpired and showed on the pitch in the end. So, but yeah, he was, he was a great man. Um, obviously, yeah, he wasn't there too long when I, after I joined, but yeah, he, I, he was, yeah, re- really great man. I say sometimes maybe he was a bit too much about the fun rather than the serious, um, getting it ready when when we we needed to fight and dig in he you know sometimes the the sessions maybe on the and the yeah the I don't know maybe the feel around it was you know it was all just kind of, yeah I say just a bit fun and and lax rather than rather than the serious that it needed to be at that time because we obviously weren't doing too well yeah is that a retrospective sort of observation or at the time were a few of you going but we really need to knuckle down here 
I think at the time I kind of thought it a little bit, obviously, you know, being young and only just being there, I, I, you know, it's not really in my nature to, to to really pipe up and say anything. But yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think slightly, yeah, there were a couple of sessions and, you know, things happened where I'm like, well, you know, it's, we need to really kind of knuckle down a bit here. But yeah, yeah, it's hindsight. Now I'm a bit older, you, you could probably be like, no, we need to do that, that. But when you're young and you've played 20 odd games or 30 games, you kind of just go with it. Yeah, no, that, that's understandable. I know all about the head tennis. What, what were the other sort of training activities that, that Andy used to? Uh... Uh, I don't know if anyone said that, but yeah, I think we, was it Bradford at home? We had the Saturday and it was a kind of a massive game. Uh, I can't remember, it might not have been Bradford, but yeah, I think on the Friday, Kingy turned up with like a, you know, the golf golf bag with loads of golf clubs and just started whacking golf balls down the down the <laughs> down the training ground and I remember thinking, well, I think we probably need to you know get on with training and get you know we've got a massive game tomorrow. I think we lost it. I think we lost it on the, the Saturday and didn't wow. play well. Well, wow, if it's if it's the Bradford game, that's his last game in charge. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. And Steve Claridge, aged 58, turns yeah, up and scores yeah. a brace, doesn't he? Well, he always scored against me. Oh, that man, so annoying. I think he scored yeah. against everyone, didn't he? Yeah, I, he was a good player, to be fair to him. So, I mean, but yeah, it was. Uh, I remember kind of thinking, mm-hmm, we need to, uh, yeah, maybe we need to knuckle down. Well, I say at the time, you're, you're enjoying it and you're having a bit of a laugh, but, you know, you're there to play football and win games and go up the league, not down. Yeah, I mean, you, you're a right back. Mm. And you were given the number three, yeah. and you were playing on the left. Was was that? Well, I played three... slot, well, I played most of my. <coughs> sorry, I played most of my games for Watford at, at left back. Yeah, something I actually kind of came in as a left back. Really, it's only when I guess the next season when Wisey came in that he changed it and gave me the two shirt. Yeah, but yeah, I kind of came in as a left back. So yeah, I didn't like the number three. I have to say, but it, uh, yeah. Guess I do. It's not not a massive issue for me. I'm, I'm glad that you you've admitted you're superstitious on numbers though straight away. That, let's let's just say that's why we got relegated. That yeah, that's that, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, <laughs> it's only a number three. I just uh, yeah, I didn't really want to be number three. I don't know why. I've got no issue with it. But yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. That's how I came in. Came in as a left back. So. Yeah, okay. Well, let's go through some of those highlights in the first season. Of course, they're not a million because it's a relegation season. But mm. for you, it must have been quite cool playing against Gary Johnson's Yeovil and, and beating yeah. them quite yeah. Uh, yeah, well, 4-2, it was, I think um, it was. Yeah, 4-2. Yeah, I think the first win of the season, maybe, was it Forest at home? I remember yeah. that being an amazing atmosphere. Um, Only 8,000. Can you believe that? No, nowadays? I just remember thinking we have, I think we'd lost, well, we lost, was it Barnsley on the opening day and yeah, then Oldham on the yeah. Tuesday? So it was, um, yeah, it was a kind of a must, well, not a must win, but it was a big game. I remember we beat them and the atmosphere was great. And then I'm thinking, okay, here we go. This is what, you know, this is what it's about. Yeah, yeah. And then if he comes in, and obviously yeah. Ify Nora is, yeah. is already um, in the building before Andy King yeah. goes because he's working with the youths. Yeah. How did you find him as a manager? I spoke to him, brilliant guy, yeah, right yeah. kind of guy, wrong yeah. time, I think was pretty much yes, always my opinion. Probably, yeah. We um yeah, I think we had quite a lot of older kind of senior professionals at the time. So it might have, I don't know if it's difficult for Ify to get his ideas across. Um 
Yeah, we say good. Yeah, really nice man. Good try. Yeah, he tried, tried, tried his best to to keep us up. Um, tried lots of different formations, different players, but yeah, I think unfortunately it was I don't know if it was kind of written that it was going to happen. You know, everything we tried just wasn't quite happening. It must be really difficult for a new manager to take a group of players that are used to having golf ball driving sessions yeah. <laughs> and I then mean, try and work on shape. And <laughs> Yeah, it must be difficult to come. I can't remember what his role was before. Was he the youth he, team? He was in the youth setup, Yeah, so it must he? be difficult, I think. For I think someone. Reeves was expected to get the job, wasn't he? Yeah. And maybe that probably didn't Reeves help. The, did he go as assistant, Reeves? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it must be yeah, difficult to come up from the youth team to, to then the... You know, coach the the well, the first team and and the lot like I say we had quite a lot of senior players at that time I think so um, yeah it was it was difficult. You gave us a home win against Bristol City though that was nice. I was in Boston, Massachusetts for that, that so I watched Friday, it. Yeah, Friday night. Yeah, I remember Sky that. Sports. Yeah, one. yeah, we had some we had some highlights. You know, it just showed we we had the team. It's just. Yeah, it just didn't quite work out, unfortunately. Of course, and Matt Haywood played in that, and you didn't yeah. play with Matt Haywood, a member of that top 10. There we go. I've just corrected myself yeah. later. So anyone yeah. listening who's going, you didn't play with Matt Haywood, <laughs> didn't play with Matt Haywood, now you've got yeah. your correction. Go. There we go. So, um, yeah, this, the, the season sort of just doesn't get going. It just spirals no, for every no, positive result. Yeah. Um, it, 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 we get a couple of stinkers, not yeah. in Forest away, for example. Oh, and, God, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm here to remind you <laughs> that, that, that very yeah, much happened. That one. Yeah, that was a tough <laughs> afternoon. Jesus. Chris yeah. Thomas, I think, played on the left. He absolutely ripped me to shreds. Oh, it, it's What is that sort of game like when, I mean, it's 3-0 at halftime. Yeah. And then it, there's there's that sort of 10 Girard minutes. Got sent off, didn't he? Oh, Jarrell, why are you doing that for? Yeah, you got a I remember second... saying to him after, I was like, mate, you killed us there. I mean, we were getting hammered as it was. Well, it was got, got a silly sending off. I think it was 6 0 when he went off. Yeah, so we managed yeah. to score with 10 men and then and then they got their yeah. seven. I mean, yeah, I don't on. know. It's, um, it's just awful to be honest. You, you, <laughs> you're trying your best to do stuff, but it probably looks like you're not trying at all because you can't get close to anyone, but you just. You're trying and trying. It's just, I don't know. You, you, oh, know, you no. have them when you, you win 6 or 7-0 and you can't explain, you know, you don't do anything differently. It's, it's just one of those. Fortunately, weren't that many in my career, so. No, they just had one of those sort of five, six-minute spells where they scored yeah. like three goals and that's yeah. where it's just like. Yeah. When your confidence is low, yeah. and it's it's difficult to, to come back. But, yeah, to lose 7 was it 7-1 is, um, yeah, it's not great. You know, the fans obviously aren't happy you're, you're not happy no one's happy it just it kills you but um you know it's yeah, again like i say you, you it, i say you, it probably looks like you're you're not trying or you've given up but it's just those games you're just a yard away from people and you're trying your best to get close to them but it's um yeah it just doesn't doesn't happen unfortunately no you sign your new contracts with swindon before the season's out i think you're secured you know, in, in around March, April yeah. time. What is, as a professional footballer, what are you thinking at the stage? Are you thinking, my goodness, we're so bad, I just need another year in pro football and be grateful for it? Or 
are you are you looking for options elsewhere because you don't I mean like you said you know if you if the if you took a different pill you'd be in the Premier League yeah. um, had, um had a yeah. did you have representation or were you looking after yourself at that point yeah oh, well I sort of kind of had an agent but I think it, well, I think I had my brothers I mean it was the guy who was looking after looking after my brother so it was you know just uh see what you can do I guess um yeah I mean it, well obviously getting relegated and probably not having a great season, your options are a bit limited. So when you get offered a, another year to try and put it right, then, you know, you do it. We, I wanted to stay to, to you know, show the fans that that hopefully was a blip of a season and we can get promoted the next season and, you know, get the club back to somewhere, you know, nearer where it was previously. Another interesting point. What 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 I'm really enjoying about this is, you kind of play down everything and you're a little bit sort of dismissive of your own achievements, but you, you, you come up with a few gems then. One, <laughs> one of the things that you said there was that you wanted to, um, you wanted to sort of do your bit for the fans. Is that real? You know, do you really sort of, when you sat there, do you, do you really think about the seven, eight, 9,000 people that turn up every week? Is, is there that, universal gratitude to fans within within football um <clears throat> yeah it's a tough question i mean honestly probably not you don't probably think about the fans too much you know it's as bad as it is a selfish profession you know it's a ruthless yeah. profession um you, you're out for yourself and i think that season yeah i say I, I probably didn't have any i wouldn't have had any other options uh, looking elsewhere so I think for me it was a self, not a selfish, but you know I just was looking after myself. I, I wanted you know another year to play. We were on your mind, but ultimately you just got yeah. to stay in this game. Isn't I mean, it? it's you not want like... the fans to like you and think you're a good player. So if you have a you know a bit of a crappy season, you you probably want to stay and you know you don't want to leave after a year and everyone's like, oh god, he was pretty crap, wasn't he? You how to... how do you think? And this is a bit of a normally a sort of question I ask nearer to the end, but it's a, it's a good time to ask it. How how do you feel that? the Swindon fans considered you, treated you? Um, that's a good question. Do you um, think they were on your back a lot? Do you think that ultimately they liked you, but they didn't? or the team. You personally? I don't ever feel like they were really on my back, no. Oh. Um, maybe you might tell me differently, but I, I, I seem to always get fairly decent kind of feedback. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. I mean, you know, there's never a time when I came off the pitch or got subbed and they cheered me off or they, you know, when they cheer because you're going off because you've been so poor. Or um, I think there are obviously times when you have a bad game and they might give you a bit of stick. But I think generally, I mean, like I say I might be completely wrong, but I think generally <laughs> they, they seemed OK with me. I mean, I you know, I didn't set the world alight, but I probably... Didn't have a, a nightmare, so yeah, I was pretty, you know, probably just one of them. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, he, yeah, he was alright. Did did okay for us." And, you know, I was there for four years, so hopefully, there's some, you know, more good memories than than not so good. I would say absolutely. I can't remember a single time where people got on Jack Smith's back. I think yeah. you were one of those classic footballers where because you're not scoring 25 goals and you're not at centre back preventing them all in goal you kind of the right backs and the left backs can obviously can often yeah. be overlooked they can be six seven out of ten absolutely every single exactly week yeah, um absolutely. but you never get a man of the match but no. but you're always on the team sheet I yeah, think absolutely. and yeah 
I don't, I, I don't think you come off the bench until your final season. I think you're a starter or nothing at all, aren't you? Yeah, pretty basically. much. So. Yeah, so I think defenders, it's hard to, you know, unless you're clinging on for a 1-0, it's not often, or someone gets injured, it's not often you you get thrown on to change the game. <laughs> so as a fullback, you maybe nowadays with your Trents and people like that, but obviously they're a different level. So yeah, uh, <laughs> fullbacks are, you know, looked upon as maybe like a solid, just a solid, like say seven, six, seven, eight out of 10 every week and not so glamorous. Hey, nothing wrong with that at no, all. No, I'll take that all day. No. So the season ends, Swindon are relegated. Um, quite a few people stick around, which is good. Yeah. A few yeah. a few additions. But the big news that summer, of course, yeah. was that Dennis Wise was yeah. taking over yeah. uh, with uh, Gus Poje, as it's yeah. pronounced, Poye yeah. for the rest of us. Yeah. Um, what? Where? I mean, most people are on holiday when they find this news yeah. out. Where were I you? Was, yeah. yeah. I think I was in Magaluf, actually, with Classy. Nicky Nicolau and... Um, well, a couple of his friends, if you remember, Nicky Nicolau. Yeah, from that first it didn't season, work out, yeah. did it? But he was no, no, great, really great lad. But he he liked he liked partying. Oh, yeah, <laughs> he was a good little player. But yeah, he, um, yeah, he loved. He liked the lifestyle. Well, who doesn't? So you found out that, and this is like primitive internet on phone days too so yeah. it's all a bit like... i read it in the paper actually. <laughs> <laughs> and and i mean again for our generation a big name i he why is he I, I can't speak highly enough of why is he was i thought he was brilliant he was top you know top top draw for me um yeah when i first read it and you know it was like quote we're going to be the fittest team we're going to be in at nine o'clock you know when I'm on holiday drinking a beer I'm like oh god my heart <laughs> dropped a little bit but he was um yeah he definitely got us fit he he was just someone who well for me anyway he seemed to galvanize the whole place the whole town um he got the squad together I think um and Gus you know Gus was one of the nicest men I've ever met he was he was brilliant um and Val good you know their careers were they they always had time for you they always tried to help you they it felt like they really had your back um and maybe that showed on the pitch you know we obviously won the first seven or eight games that season yeah probably yeah. luckily it hardly pulled away on the first first game when we conceded two penalties and had a keeper that didn't speak any english but um yeah he was that uh, why is he yeah he was brilliant i was gutted when I saw he was leaving to be honest yeah, Brezovan spoke the language of football oh, <laughs> probably the best goalie I've ever played with really he broke his heart. I thought yeah I thought he was brilliant yeah 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 I think in terms of Wise and, and Poye I, I think I was more excited by Gus joining yeah. than, than Dennis but I think what has changed over time and you might disagree is Dennis Wise now doesn't necessarily have that glamour or excitement that Dennis no. Wise being appointed then would yeah. have been which yeah. I would say it would be akin to John Terry being appointed manager of a League Two club <coughs> now yeah I, I would say okay yeah. like he's got more European European cups and things like that but I think in terms of stature with the club he was famous for I think I think it was Absolutely. akin to that yeah. and then his career goes a bit crazy because he goes off to Leeds and does crazy things with Newcastle and, and, yeah. and it just sort of yeah. fades away. But yeah. him coming into a team that, uh, we, I mean, we as a fan base, we'd have seen a lot of, yet again, more struggle. And it was yeah. 
we are a team that brought through Makari, Adiles, Hoddle, McMahon yeah. into yeah. into management, and it really yeah. did feel like Dennis Wise was going to be one of those. And again, as you mentioned, those early signs, which was all about running, yeah, it just felt like he had a plan. He did, yeah. It was, yeah. I remember the first day was an eye opener. Anyway, it was, uh, yeah, it was tough. A lot, <laughs> I say, a lot tougher than than. Yeah, Kingy's preseason was, and mm-hmm. you know, I mean, as much as horrible as it is, as tough as it is, it, it really stands you in good stead for the season. And I mean, I know it's obviously a different league, but you know, any coincidence that you know, the harder we worked in preseason, the better season we had. Yeah, I've got to ask the question before we go into the season: the Copper Ibiza. How was it? Yeah, it was. Uh... <laughs> One of my better preseason trips. Yeah, it was um, to be honest. To be fair, we didn't actually go out until the last night. Um, actually, we did. That's a lie. We um, we, we used. To, he said we could go out until midnight onto the strip. <laughs> so our <laughs> hotel was quite near, like the strip in San Antonio. So it'd always be, you know, you can go out, no drinking, and be back by midnight. And to be honest, everyone was. I think everyone was petrified of wise. He he kind of uh, had that had that respect. So yeah, no one wanted to. Um, to step over the line. Um, but yeah, the last night after the, the last game, we went out and had a few beers, which was good. Uh, a few. Not consistent with what I've been told previously. A few <laughs> turns into a few more, right? Yeah, there's a few. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely a few, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the season is a great one. Um, I think it would have been a runaway championship season had Wise stuck around. Yeah. That's not to say yeah. anything about Storrock's achievement to get us yeah. over the line, but we yeah. looked really, really good. If maybe a few draws were coming in underwise, but yeah. I, I do think long haul the signings would have been different in January mm-hmm. and and stuff like that. And it is really a tale of two seasons, which is a two season. It's a tale of two halves, really. Yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the, the, the we don't lose any of our first six or seven games and then we randomly lose at Wrexham even though Evan scores that, that brilliant goal, yeah. goal. Yeah. um Paul Ince turns up which is yeah. insane isn't it um yeah. did you did you score the penalty he he lund- he fell for was that was that Evans yeah. you got one of them didn't you well, I scored one and I think I scored one and then got in I think I came off at half was that MK Dons I think I came yeah. off in that game yeah yeah Evans scored yeah um yeah, as you say, I, th- I think it could have been different if Wise had stayed. It's, you know, as, um, as harsh as it is to say, he can probably attract a bit more of a, a calibre of player than maybe a Paul Sturrock can. You know, you, when Dennis Wise calls you up and says, I want you, you, you know, you, you're going to go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you say we, we may have got a bit of a better calibre. I can't remember who we signed in, in the January, but yeah, you say we, we may have got. Some uh, some higher higher league players and but like I say we got promoted in the end so it would have been nice to win the league but you know to get promoted was uh, was the goal. Yeah, I feel like that can be in harsh historic in that respect because he got us over the line and yeah. you know on the first attempt was was something that was a little bit of wobble but that was, yeah, half was. of the course but there was yeah. just this feeling under Dennis Wise that we were that we were on to. I think um... so, yeah, I think, yeah, I was, I'd say, I remember I was out walking the dog and I think my old man called me and was like, why is he's left? I was like, oh. I kind of thought he was coming, but I was kind of hoping he might stick around. But Did you, did you, was it something, was it, was one of these things where Leeds, they've, yeah, you, you the manager, rumors, Ken Bates you know, is there. Yeah, obviously you heard the rumours that he might be leaving, but 
I just thought, yeah, we seem to have such a good thing going that, you know, it's, you know, grass isn't always green. Obviously, Leeds is, you know, ridiculously massive club. But, um, yeah, yeah something and, and, like that. and in fairness to Dennis Wise, he did take Millwall to the FA Cup final. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. as if it, we were his first club, you know, no. like what we've done previously for so yeah. many major names. You know, we were probably a stepping stone and the the, the stone was available. Yeah, of I mean, that's true happens you know a bigger bigger club comes in it's hard i know it's you know it'd be hard to turn down i was just yeah personally just yeah i was gutted when he left yeah and then like was that was that the general consensus across the squad i think so yeah i mean obviously it's easy when you're playing you know if, if you're not playing you're probably quite happy when the manager leaves so um it's always the fine balance of trying to keep everyone you know people that are playing people that are not playing people on the bench people that aren't in the squad it's it must be really tough to keep everyone happy but um, I, I think generally most people, yeah, had a lot of time. Would have liked Wise in, would have liked him to stay. Yeah, yeah, he leaves after the Shrewsbury game, doesn't Shrewsbury, he? And yeah. um, we win that. They embrace, yeah. and I guess that's a clue because they really yeah. do celebrate that win. Yeah, they did, uh, and they were, <laughs> they were. That's why after the game, they were, they were so high and happy. And I was like, no, nah, they're not going to leave. No, no, that's it. But yeah, yeah. Ad Williams looks after them. I, I thought Ad was going to take over because he brought yeah. in Barry Hunter, and it just seemed yeah. like, well, you don't bring in caretakers, don't bring in assistants, do no. they? And then you yeah. lose back to backs, which yeah. kind of kills it for him. Yeah. Sadly for him, yeah. but yeah. Um, in comes Storick, who just left his job at Sheffield Wednesday. So yeah. when when someone like Luggy becomes available, you go for it, and then yeah, they had a, he obviously got a great record at getting teams promoted. So yeah, it was. It was yeah. It but was, how different was was Sturrock compared to Wise? Yeah, yeah, quite yeah, very very different. He was you know he was still t- he was tough. Um, remember every Tuesday we'd do his run. Uh, I don't know if he made it up, but it was bloody r- ridiculously hard. Um, so yeah, Tuesdays was always a running day. Well, obviously we didn't have a game. Um, yeah, just yeah, different approaches. But you know most you know a lot of managers have different approaches. He, he liked get-togethers, you know, we do a lot of stuff as a team. We go to his house quite a lot for barbecues and, mm, you know, team bonding and stuff like that. He, he was good. I, I, I had a lot of time for Paul, for, for Starrock as well. He he was good. He, he obviously, you know, he had a he had a set way of playing, basically. I think he, wherever he went, he just played the same. Um, same formation, same way of playing. And I say, yeah, it works. So yeah, if you, I like, yeah, you know, I've got good words. Nothing, you know, nothing but good words to say about about Starrick as well. Yeah, and you and you had a you had a defending a defensive coach too, which is very rare. Yeah, then. we had. Um, I can't remember his name. John Black. John Blackley. Blackie. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, nice. Yeah, again, I mean, he solid, really tough man, but fair. You know, if you if you worked hard and you tried, he he would, you know, you'd get the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, in terms of the squads, I think the big change is things like Fola on a Bougie goes. Um, Fola, yeah. Curtis uh, went to Leeds. Curtis went to Leeds, I think, at the end of the season. Oh, but the Monkhouse end, was somebody who was... Monks, and, yeah. Yeah, he, Monks, he was yeah. regular as anything. And as soon yeah. as Sturrock is in, gone. Yeah. <laughs> he I went mean, on to... I said had previous issues. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, no idea. And, and he just... 
straight up to Hartlepool. He comes back yeah. and haunts us at a later date. Absolutely, but... scores a header. Yeah, of course. Yeah, as yeah, it, as yeah, it, yeah. Curtis was a great player. He was. He was. He was good. Still, it's him. still kicking about. Still playing at Chesterfield, isn't he? Yeah, so. yeah. Still. Yeah, he was. He was. A, he was a really good player. I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, was here because of Dennis Wise, went yeah, up to Leeds, and then he's, he's yeah. had a good lower league career since. And then yeah. you got, like, you stay in the team throughout. Yeah. A couple of players sort of from the fringe come in. Lukas yeah. Jukovic becomes... Yeah, Lukas, yeah, yeah. A main a mainstay in the squad. Biggest 16-year-old I've ever seen, yeah. Yeah, yeah. still at championship level too. It's yeah, just... oh, fair play. He was, well, really, uh, I think I'll say about everyone, but he, he, was, he was such a nice, nice lad. He worked his nut, you know, worked hard. He... He's had a great career. What, what what do what does the dressing room do when the manager's son rocks up? Because bless Doric, I'm sure, lovely guy, no yeah. doubt about oh, it. Yeah, great guy, great guy. <laughs> he was he was he, yeah, he was an interesting character player, but yeah, a great yeah, great guy. <laughs> it's just like you turn up, it's like oh, of course, is is the lads. It was um, yeah, but uh, to be honest, he. he I remember I looked out the change room and he was just out the front, just kicking balls in the net, and I was like, oh, who's this guy? I did, I did. No disrespect, but I didn't. I never really heard of him, so I didn't know who he was. And then, yeah, they were like, oh, it's, yeah, it's Gaffer's son. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay. And then he signed. I mean, he was, you know, he's a good player. He's there on merit. So, um, yeah. But yeah, well, yeah, it's always, it must be tough for him just to follow his dad around wherever he goes. It, it's it's Not quite. Sure want to do that to be honest <laughs> try and get my own club but um... <laughs> yeah just, so yeah yeah probably but yeah. hey a career's a career isn't it to be honest yeah, so I mean, yeah. why not work for Nigel for uh, a <laughs> club for, for a decade didn't it and then he went elsewhere no <laughs> in, in terms of you your season it oh, I mean it's it's real it I remember it feeling really tense and we didn't want to go into the playoffs. We didn't want MK Dons to um, leapfrog us. And we we had a few wobbly. I remember that terrible performance we had at Stockport where Wayne Hennessy gets the record. And I don't even think we had a shot on target, you know, and that was a long, that was a long afternoon. Oh God, that was an awful one. And, um, and then we have that televised game at Lincoln and that rejuvenates us. Yeah, yeah. And then it comes down to really the last couple of games. We have, well, we have that game against Torquay where they equalise and then we go straight up and score. I think I scored and, in that one, maybe. Wasn't that one? Oh, I had a penalty yeah. saved and then scored the rebound. I know it was, there was one against Torquay. Maybe it wasn't that game. I think that was, yeah, that exactly. might have been okay. a different one. But Jukovic scores the winner straight yeah. up. They take ages. They, there's a clip on, on YouTube of it. It's brilliant of the um, oh, okay. Torquay fans celebrating yeah. and then Swindon instantly scoring yeah, and then yeah, waving yeah, their hands magical <laughs> and then we had those two really tense final games of the season the one at Bristol Rovers which you actually missed you're on the bench aren't you you weren't so, yeah, fit yeah. You, you were out for a bit um, yeah I think the... I had a bit of a I can't remember what it was actually but yeah no I remember that yeah I didn't play that one unfortunately yeah and, and you, you do start the Walsall game but I, I think it was probably yeah. a game too far but you probably really wanted to play that one because it was yeah. essentially I think I remember, all yeah, you the gaff was kind of yeah the gaff was saying you want to play and I was like well we obviously I probably wasn't quite ready and yeah I think I did something to my ankle after not very long it was tough to come off but you know it's the team comes first at that point so yeah we got promoted and I say that's kind of that was the goal. That's all that mattered. I think I hobbled round Swindon afterwards and had a few beers. So it was a it, it was a really tense game. 
It was. Which, yeah. which, well, it seemed, well, it seemed quite comfortable until they well, yeah. scored that worldie, didn't they, right at the end? Well, yeah, that like, was the last touch. And there was no threat yeah. there because the only thing that changed is Walsall were champions instead yeah. of seconds. So yeah, it didn't then you're like, shit, if they score again, then we're, we're not going up. So you're like... Geez. Yeah, I think it was borderline last kick of the game yeah, too. Yeah, it was. It was a hell of a goal. I remember sitting behind it. I was like, geez, that's in. And then, yeah, you're kind of then for a couple of minutes, you're like, oh, God. But, um, yeah, no, we got there eventually. Jarrell's header was a bullet, though. It was, yeah, it was. So I was pleased for him to score. Yeah, so a few drinks. Old Town? Yeah, Old Town. It's always then, Old Town. It's always Old Town. town. What's the club that was in town? Oh, I'm not Swindonian. I'm rubbish at this. Everyone always asks me which Apartment, bar it was. Apartments? Oh. Apartments? I don't know. Yeah. That, sounds, that sounds familiar. Yeah, it was there. So, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, good night. Definitely. So, back into League One. Yeah. Story, I mean, this is, this is a tough time really because swindon have got behind the scenes issues yeah um yeah i remember their issues with being paid on time uh, and this sort of stuff so yeah it was yeah yeah it's 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 a it's a icky one isn't it because yeah. again we're always fretting about the sort of survival of the club but we're not necessarily thinking about um about the fact that you guys aren't getting paid. Yeah. And then at the same time, there's best holdings trying to kick in. At the same yeah. time, Plymouth are lingering around Sturrock. Yeah. And it, it's just it's just a really exhausting time to support yeah, Swindon this, this, these few months. But, yeah. I mean, in the summer, Sturrock brings in Miguel. Now, I'll say Cominguez, but I think it's Comange or something like that. But <laughs> yeah. How how does that feel? Because you you were pretty much a regular the whole yeah. season bar yeah. that April, and then in comes somebody who would yeah. become our player of the season. Yeah, I know. in your position. Yeah, you, you think, well, hang on, mate. You know, I did yeah. well. It's always a tough one because obviously you want the uh, you know you want the the best for the you know for the team, but ultimately it's a selfish game and you want to play and you. So yeah, it's always I I kind of expected someone to come in to be honest because there was. So there's no one really challenging me particularly um, at right back. So I kind of, if I was fit, I kind of thought, you know, I'd be playing. So you you need someone to push you. And I think I kind of started the season um, when we had Northampton away, didn't we, mm. first game. And yeah, I, can't, I honestly can't actually remember what happened too much if I got injured or just got dropped after that. But yeah, Miguel came in and yeah, he had a great season. It's, you know, it's one of those things, not much you can do with it. He's... He comes in, plays well. I think he then gets a move, doesn't he, at the end of the season to Cardiff. So, um, yeah, like I say, as, as a player, you're always there's all you know likely to be someone coming in to to challenge you. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those one of those things, really. Yeah, I'd be fuming, but that's another reason why I'm not a professional footballer. Yeah, you, you kind of do take it a little bit, uh, not, but you're like, why have they brought someone in? Why am I not good? Yeah, it all, it all, it all goes, you know, we're human. It all goes, you know, it all goes through your head. Yeah, yeah. All the business with uh, best holdings, Rufus Brevett in the stands, the 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 players that rock up. I think Franklin Anzite, Mauro Almeida, um, I think Ibon Perez, Arietta was another one. What, what do you remember from all that? Yeah, it's, yeah, an interesting time. I think, obviously, going back just to not being paid, obviously, I know being footballers, everyone thinks you're multi-millionaires, but, you know, mm. when you're in League Two, League One, you, you know, you're earning decent enough money, but if you don't get paid for a month or two, you, you, 
you're struggling a bit. So yeah, it's always kind of as much as you don't want it to be about the money. You know, if you're not getting paid and you you know you don't know that you can pay your bills and you know look after your family, it's always a bit in the back of your mind. You know what you know how we're going to get paid. But yeah, it was yeah, that was an interesting time. Um, what, what do you do as a as a collective here? Because in in most areas of work you can sort of go well if i'm not getting paid i ain't turning up that's right turn up yeah well see for us you, you want to keep playing you want to keep fit you want to do your job you want to as you know if you're not going to be getting paid you you want to put yourself in the shop window if you know and play well and if swindon aren't going to pay you, you you try and move elsewhere to to some you know that will make sure you're paid and stuff so yeah it's um it's a difficult kind of situation but we always did get paid eventually, so you kind of you take it take it as it comes. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a, yeah, it was it was an interesting time that one. Yeah, did you have like a collective meeting, or is it just like, well, I'm sure we'll get paid eventually? You know. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't, I don't think we did actually have a collective meeting because like I say we we did always kind of eventually get paid in the month we were meant to, but you know when you got bills and a, a mortgage to pay, it's not ideal. Or, you know, we'd get eventually, you know, some months they'd pay us with a cheque and, you know, you then got to go to pay it in and it's another three or four days before it actually clears. And, yeah, it was, uh, yeah, it was the only time I've really ever had, you know, any issues with being paid and stuff. But, yeah, no, that, to be honest, we just got on with it and I, I don't think we did have any kind of big meetings or any, you know, should we not play? That was never an option. Um, you know, you just, you say, just carry on playing and do your bit, do your job. And despite all this, you get a good holiday in Austria. Yeah, I mean that was a, it was nice. <laughs> it was a, that was a good trip. Yeah, it was um, yeah, yeah, it was very hot. It was you know, we had a couple of good games. It was a nice place to stay. Um, yeah, it was yeah, funny they you know, get the money for that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, in terms of the season, is this not too bad? You know, it's it's a good sort of uh, season of stability, considering yeah. what we had in League One that that yeah. year um yeah. the previous time we were in there and it, it's really a, an era of quite popular center forwards really i mean we had barry core barry core at the time was really popular and he's kind of faded yeah. because he wasn't there very long and he was yeah. injured a lot and of course simon cox was there and lee peacock was there and christian yeah. roberts was there yeah i mean cox yeah. comes in this season and i don't think anyone expecting expected him to be as good as he was no, um, and this is his sort of light season. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, yeah, Coxie was he was he was brilliant to be honest. His finishing was one of the best I've I've played with. Um, some of the goals he scored were outrageous. He, um, but you know, he knew he knew he was good. He wasn't shy in, in <laughs> telling everyone. So yeah, he was he was a good lad. But yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he was definitely he definitely liked to to blow his own trumpet. <laughs> in in terms of defense, though, like I always ask people about like the teammates, but what were your preferences? Who was your like? If you look back at your whole time at Swindon, hmm. and let's just say it was a back four, yeah, who would have been your dream back four across the seasons? So you at right back, I would expect. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so who's going left back? Tough one. A few decent ones. Well, obviously, Nico, uh, Andy Nicholas was... Yeah. To be honest, I think, I mean, 
shocking news that he died, but Jamie Vincent, oh, um, so he sad. was a great, again, really great, solid guy. Um, he was one of them, like I say, you maybe wouldn't notice him, but he'd never let you down. He'd be seven or eight every week. Yes. Um, 100%. And, uh, gutted. I couldn't believe it when I heard the news whenever a couple of months ago. Mm. Really, uh, yeah, it really made me feel I've actually booked in to have a kind of health heart check just, you know, off the back of that, just because he was fit as a fiddle. And yeah, it was, uh, it was shocking news. Yeah. So are we put, we'll put Jamie, we're we going to say Nico, Nico can, uh, yeah, Nico can warm the bench. I he think, can warm the bench. He won't yeah. mind. He won't nah, mind. He'll be good fine, guy. So who we got in the middle then? I'll have to, uh, I'll have to go with my mate Jarrell. Can't not put him in. <laughs> He's up there with the, the highest appearance makers, isn't he? For oh, he's yeah. Oh. This in this 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 um historically, no, we, we've got some players who played obscene amounts of yeah. games for Swindon, but um within this side of the 21st century, yeah, he's he's yeah, I think he is mm. I think Duke he's uh I don't think he played with Duke either. Man, I got that it's stat all a, kinds no, of wrong. Duke, um, no. didn't I? Goodness me, I'm I'm losing. <laughs> I'm losing it slowly but surely but yeah Duke number one Eiffel number yeah. two I think yeah so one more centre back who else um, who could it be trying to think of the I mean obviously Will I, Adrian Williams was a good player I think maybe he was uh, past his best <laughs> maybe when he played for us um, probably, I mean Hasney was uh, he was a decent player um, he was a pretty solid centre back yeah, I might, might maybe stick stick him in there. Yeah, I've, I've talked to Hasney. Oh, yeah. He's nice guy. Nice yeah. guy, but it just wasn't... It, he didn't click with the fans, did he, at Sweden? No. And no, I think he enjoyed that to a degree. Yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, he was. He was quite loud in the in, in the changing room. And, yeah, he was, he was quite a presence. But I thought he was, you know... I thought he was a decent... Good career? Decent, Very good career. Yeah, oh, great career. Yeah, decent player, decent left foot. So, yeah, I would, would stick him in. There we go. Okay, well, we'll get back on track then with the Bre- 2000. Brezavan in goal, obviously. Brezavan in goal, yeah. Okay. I won't no, tell please. Phil Smith. I won't tell Phil Smith. No, oh, God, no. But no. For <laughs> me, yeah. I mean, Phil was a great goalie, but Peter, he was just a different level for me. He was, like I say, the best goalie I played with. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So season starts pretty well. Um, Clocking up points, great wins against Bournemouth. I remember where Billy comes in and scores a hat trick. Yeah. We got yeah. stuff Ginningham, which is good. And then, yeah. oh, and then Storick goes and leaves, doesn't he? Yeah. And the thing, I guess, that doesn't isn't, annoy isn't the right term because he was completely within his right to go because we were a mess behind the scenes. Yeah. Um, but he just he accumulated the squad full of. Paul Sturrock players, yeah, like people that yeah. had followed him all over, all over, yeah. And it just felt to me that it was going to be inevitable that it, that it would be a new squad again. But he leaves after I think we beat Bristol Rovers, and then Budgie takes yeah. takes over for a bit. Yeah. Um, was that a surprise to you guys, or did it seem very much that this was on the cards? Again, I was, yeah, I think it was a bit of a surprise. Yeah, um, yeah it was. They say we we were doing quite well. We brought in a lot of players that he wanted. Seemed to be kind of building something, but yeah, it, it yeah, it was a surprise. Um, yeah, well, I, can't, I can't. Where did he? I can't remember where he went. Actually. He went to Plymouth again. He went back. He went yeah. back to Plymouth. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it was a bit of a surprise. It's always, it's not, it's not great. To always, you know, keep changing the manager, different things, people coming in. But 
guess that's football and yeah well yeah so it was a surprise but you know we kind of uh, at this point at Swindon we're kind of used to a new manager yeah there's still a couple more to come in so uh, and and yeah. and Budgie has a one low one caretaker spell, which is essentially a mini a mini job anyway, doesn't he? Yeah. In, in yeah. the following season, so Morris Malpass, you got yeah. you got to help me out here because I've talked to a fair few, footballers, uh, fair few footballers who were managed under Morris Malpass at Swindon, yeah. and all of them say the same thing. And I'm not going to say what they say until okay. I ask you. So, what are your memories of the Morris Malpass era? He. Um... <coughs> He didn't like me initially. Oh, well, <laughs> um, why? We didn't did, see eye to eye, and then he, yeah, he, I don't know really. Yeah, not yeah. not really much to say about him. He Here was we just go. Kind of there, you know. He didn't have much about him. I don't want to be too disparaging, but yeah, he didn't. He didn't have much about him particularly. It was just it was a bit of a, you know, it was meh. One of those. It was. A bit of a mere time, you know. This I is incredible. Played many games. Um, Every just... single guest, Ivor says, Do you know what? I can't really remember. No, I don't remember much. Or... I don't, like I said, I don't, I wouldn't ever. They don't uh... say anything bad about him. Yeah. But they just kind of go, Yeah, they just don't remember much. No, I don't really remember <laughs> that time, particularly. It was, yeah, I was, we didn't get on initially at the start. I don't think I played many games that season. No, it's it's your it's it's the season where you probably play less yeah less amount of game time, isn't it? It's your, yeah. and by some way too. I think all yeah. your all your out yeah. your four seasons you play over forty games in three. Yeah, apart from that one, yeah. apart from that one, it's almost half, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah I think I don't. I, yeah, it's, again, it's football. You know, it's opinions. He he obviously preferred Miguel at the time. He was probably a bit more athletic. You know, a bit quicker, whatever. Um, yeah, as I say, one of those things I kind of stuck around and maybe saw what was going to see, see how it went. But yeah, like I say, yeah, I mean, interesting that a lot of people have said the same. It was yeah, just, yeah, for me, that that was, yeah, not a, it was, yeah, not a great kind of end or, you know, half end to that season, really. Yeah, no, I, I just figure that you all got together, signed a pact. <laughs> yeah, because I'll mention Morris. This is what we say. <laughs> because, like, even I look back as a fan, and and during that season, I'd moved up to the northeast. I was working Saturdays, and I got to be honest, I look at it, go, do you know what? I don't really remember much huh. of this season no. either, and no. and I, I put it down to the fact that I was working and. For a large part of that, didn't even have the blooming internet, so it's it's it, it's one of those things. But the next season, the next season is eventful um, for various reasons. But yet again, you find yourself in a situation where the manager wants to uh, try somebody else out, and Kevin Amankwa comes in, great footballer. Yeah, yeah, um, great, yeah, again, great, really nice guy. I still talk to Manks actually a little yeah, bit. Yeah, did a great job at Swindon, yeah. and I think you benefit really because he gets injured, doesn't he? So it doesn't yeah. really impact Unfortunately you. for him, but yeah, I yeah, mean, you kind of when you're playing your position gets injured, you kind of have a little like, oh, excellent, I might get a chance to play. I mean, it's horrible, but that's oh, how it no, is. but it is, isn't it? It's, it I mean, is. it's just I like, like I've been had a lot of time for Manx, and obviously I, I wouldn't ever want him to get injured, but gives you a chance, you know. Yeah, I I, I refuse to believe like sub goalkeepers don't spend 90 minutes just fantasizing about the yeah. goalkeeper a getting sent off yeah taking a goal kick yeah it's, it's, you know people say no they don't way. Take it, but you you do you're sitting there just 
just pull a, just tweak your calf, just do something, just let me get a game, please, just because, you know, that's what we're there for. You just want to play football, really. Yeah. This is a, this is a, kind of one of those seasons now, like, it's, it's, it's a huge moment, really, because we kind of meander under Morris, Morris Malpass for the first part of the season, and we're not doing great. Mm. We're losing games. We're being sloppy. Mm. But I, I, we're kind of sleepwalking. We're, yeah. we're not like in the relegation zone, but we, we feel like we're sleepwalking towards there. Yeah. And we've got some good players. I mean, it's typical, like Swindon got relegated with Charlie Austin and <laughs> in yeah. the team, and we got yeah. relegated with Rory Fallon and, yeah. and you know, it, it, Jamie Curtin and, and people mm. like that. And we've got a good squad. It's just not clicking. And Morris Malpass, bless him, he's not the greatest in front of the, the microphone when, when no. talking. So fans aren't inspired by him. And no. it, it's just dour. And it's not great. And then we lose to Histon. Oh, bloody yes. Yeah. I remember getting a bit of abuse after that game. Actually. Well, I think you all did. And frankly, yeah. you all deserved it. So- <laughs> that was a shocker, yeah. One nil, was it? Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was a stinker. Um, yeah, it happens. We 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 yeah, tend to lose to a non-league cl- club yeah. at least, at least in a decade, sometimes twice. So it's it's long forgotten. But he somehow keeps his job after that, and then he gets the the Brighton game in the in the football league trophy, and that's the game that results in his exit. And Budgie comes back in and. He's in there for about a month, isn't he? And we get some yeah. good results. We get a point against Leicester. Yeah. Um, great game that was from memory. And yeah. he steadies the ship, but we're not getting enough wins for him to probably get the job until Danny Wilson is appointed, where he wins, I think, the game against Leighton Orient, which is the game where Danny Wilson is in is in the dugout. Do you think do you reckon Byrne could have been a an EFL manager? Or do you think his expertise was in with the use? Um, no, I think he could have been actually. Well, I, I liked him. He he had a lot of um, he had a lot of enthusiasm. He had good ideas. Um, yeah, I think he, I think he could have done. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I recorded with Budgie very early into doing the podcast, and he was great fun. Great. Oh, yeah, he was he was a good man. Yeah, he was funny. speaks his very mind. Lively. Yeah, speaks his <laughs> mind. But lively, but again, another you know fair, fair and honest kind of guy. He'd tell you how it was. Yeah, he certainly Worked did. Hard. You get the benefit of the doubt if you don't. Yeah. But this is this is the tail end for you, isn't it? So Danny Wilson comes in. Yeah, I'm a a fan of Danny Wilson. I I was really, um, yeah, I was really pleased when I saw him coming in. I'd seen his teams play, and I thought we'd get on quite well. But um, yeah, it didn't seem to happen. Is is it purely because I mean Kevin Amankwa played with him at Bristol City, so that is instant. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I can't knock Manx. He was, he was, he was a good player. Um, you know, Danny Wilson preferred him over me. That's again, that's opinions, and I got no issue with that. He, we didn't see eye to eye on bits and bobs, and um, yeah, again, it's, yeah, it's no, no animosity towards him, but uh, yeah, we didn't see eye to eye. And we'll leave it at that. But there was a couple of times, really. Your your whole career at Swindon is kind of maybe not season two, but certainly season three. And you could have walked and yeah. nobody, you know, you could have walked at the end of season three easily, really, because you wanted first team football yeah. and you, you stuck around. Yeah. 
which is great as far as we were concerned, because again, you know, we want, you want a Jack Smith in your team, you know, again, I, you know, I'm not going to pretend that you were considered a superstar, but you were certainly relied upon, yeah. you know, Swinging fans. Was, yeah, the, the kind of theme of my career, really. He, he might not be a first choice, but managers like having you around, you can play in a few positions, you you don't cause any issues, you hopefully get on well with all the lads, you train hard, you, you're pretty solid, reliable. So yeah, I can imagine managers quite like having someone like me there that they know, you know, if I don't play, I'm probably not going to cause too many issues and, you know, go screaming and shouting and not try or not do anything. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's a, a plus to be like that, I guess, for me. And also maybe a bit of a negative because, you know, you, you, you're not always the first choice because managers just, they see you as someone that can fill in different places and when needed, really. Was there any inkling or was there any hope that you would stay beyond this or do you were you like now nah, this is this is the time i, I kind of thought yeah they that danny wouldn't wouldn't be offering me anything um which was fine you know it, to be brutally honest I, I kind of had lived in swindon for three years and i was ready to leave um, <laughs> no disrespect to no, swindon too at late. All, but <laughs> i lived yeah i lived in a little village Rawton or Rawton, yeah, which was very, it was very pleasant, but I was on my own. My, my now wife was at university in London. Obviously, all my family were were back in Hertfordshire, and I, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm a bit of a, a homeboy. So I got, I was getting a bit kind of homesick at that point. I just wanted to, yeah, I, I, you know, I was again no disrespect, but when I drove back down the M4 for the last time, I was actually quite relieved. That's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, nothing against any Wellings, but I am I'm definitely a home, a home boy. Um, so yeah, I miss miss being around sort of family and friends. Jack Smith from the spot for Swindon Town sends Mark Crosley the wrong way and the county ground into ecstasy. It's 2-0 Swindon. Your next port of call is Millwall. Mm. So you must have felt some level of justice um, <laughs> the following season <laughs> to a to degree. Say, getting promoted against Swindon was obviously I got injured on the Thursday before the final, which was oh. still haunts me to this day. But I, oh, without being too petty, seeing Danny Wilson in the bar afterwards with my promotion medal was no was, was a nice moment. No, don't do this to me, Jack. Oh, I'm sorry, it was petty. I mean, everyone else, I I spoke to the physio, like Dick, the physio, and all the players that I played with, and obviously no issues. But yeah, when, when someone tells you they're not good enough, and then you kind of get one over them, it, it you know, it, it just seems you... just generally like you know maybe it's our generation, like Millwall, uh, not someone that when you get released, you always want. You don't want as a fan when a player gets released you kind of want them to downgrade yeah I was very lucky well I kind of knew Kenny Jacket from Watford um, yeah to be honest I, I didn't have <coughs> I was struggling really to, to get a club um kind of called Kenny and just said look can I just come and train for you know just to keep fit obviously hoping that something might happen and you know, I've been there a couple of weeks and he kind of pulled me in and just said, look, I can't, I don't think there's going to be anything for you, but we're going to Ireland on pre-season. You're welcome to come, just train. I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely, I'll come. Um, 
And then in Ireland, you know, three or four of the defenders got injured and he pulled me in. He said, yeah, fine, we'll have to give you a contract. <laughs> um, it was only no. six months initially. And then I played probably the first 10 games in, in the champ or in League One. What was that? No, League it was One. It League One, of course, yeah, yeah because he beat so, yeah. Swindon in the final. I played probably the first 10 games and, yeah, then went in and he yeah, got a, another 18-month contract. Um yeah, so I was living at home, playing at Millwall. It, it, you know, it all kind of worked out quite well in the end. It certainly did. What's it like playing for Millwall? I have to say, I loved it. It was, it was great. Um, it does really kind of feel like it's you again, <laughs> you against the world, really. Yeah. Which is, you know, I think where maybe Dennis Wise got his from. Obviously, I know he was a Chelsea boy, but obviously managing Millwall, it, it does feel like it's you against the world and no one, you know, they say no one likes them, but they don't care. It's, uh, I love, I have to say, I love, I love my five years at Millwall. It was, it was great. Yeah. In terms of appearances, not as much as Swindon. Is that down to injury or are you just rotate? <coughs> are you utility players? Rotation yeah, players? So, yeah. I'd, it's all right. This season I played the majority. Yeah. Yeah. Second season, only a handful. It was, yeah, not a great season. So, yeah, we got promoted. So it, it was odd. I played a lot of games in the first season and then it got to maybe March time and the gaffer, or Kenny, was he pulled me and just said, look, the pitches are getting a bit crap, The this, that and the other. He said, I don't, I don't think it's suited to your kind of style, so I'm going to play. It was obviously Alan Dunn at the time. Well, Alan Dunn. Um, so then he played whatever, 10, 15 games towards the end of the season. And then he started the following season and just played every game and got player of the season. <laughs> Seemed to be every every time someone played in my position, they get player of the season. But yeah, he, <laughs> he played kind of every game that season. I've got, I think I only played 10 or 11, which is quite tough coming in. Yeah, yeah but still um, championship level, security yeah, was, contract. good to be around, you know. It was, you get a chance to play, you know, against... Some great teams, some great players, great stadiums. Um, obviously, you want to play more, but you know, it's, as I say, it's kind of life. I was, I was seen as a utility player, I guess, at that point. You got to be realistic as, as well. Yeah, I mean, you know. I was, uh, you know, the season before, I was scratching and you know, whatever, biting my nails, trying to find a club. So to then be playing in the championship, you know, I can't. Was never gonna, never gonna grumble at that. Which, in fairness to you, considering like. You know, you're pro from I imagine eighteen two thousand two time. Yeah. You know, you're pro. Well, you turn eighteen in in two thousand one, so yeah, two thousand two probably is your first pro. Yeah. And it takes you to two thousand nine with Swindon for you to worry about where your next yeah. gig is going to be, which for a lot of players is a long oh, time. Know, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, a lot so of seven lot years of there no, without yeah, having yeah. to um yeah, to call yeah. around. And then when yeah. you did pick up the phone, it was Millwall and it happened. And that always happens. I've, I've talked to too many people where they've said, you know what? They said no, but I stuck around anyway. Yeah, and um, yeah, that Mike Calvin, I don't remember, he, he wrote a book about that season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. there's a bit in it about me and he just said, Jack, just, Never left. He just wouldn't take no for an answer. Um, any, any, um, anything in the fact what happened with you with Ad Boothroyd might have come into that. Possibly, yeah, possibly. I, I kind of had looked at you know Millwall had done quite well to you. I think they got to the playoff final and lost to Scunthorpe. So it was uh, 
yeah, I kind of looked at it and I was like, yeah, Kenny's there. I know him. I know a couple of the players that are there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, sometimes it is more who you know than, you know, what you know or how good you are. It's just who you know and being in the right place at the right time. Swindon are lousy at the new Wembley, as we call it these yeah. days. We we, we yeah. did all right at the old one, at the original yeah. build. We won yeah. all our games there, but we've not... Oh, we haven't even scored. Um, uh, I think three attempts now, Millwall, Chesterfield, Preston. Mm. Um, two in the playoffs, one in the Football League trophy. It's yeah. not a good place for us. I think Millwall mm. game was probably the game we should have... Um, I think Millwall were definitely favourites going into the game. Yeah. I think Millwall deserved to win the game, but yeah. I think Swindon could if if Charles, Austin's yeah. if Austin's yeah, thing, scored, yeah, got a little bobble, didn't it? it yeah, was... if that happens, I think because of what happened to Millwall the year before, yeah, it possibly. might have rattled possibly. you a little well, bit. I think but... yeah, after that, I, I mean, I don't remember being really too worried you know I don't I don't remember too many chances no 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 it was it was no it, 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 I'm not going to pretend that Swindon deserved anything from it yeah. but if you were Chesterfield we we were the division below them but we were probably a better squad and we just choked and then yeah well Preston was a bloodbath but yeah um but the Millwall game was the one where I think I was a little bit more optimistic maybe than yeah. compared to the Preston one but it, it just wasn't we had that game a couple of weeks before as well where both of both I think Swindon lost 3-2 at the den um yeah on the final day of the Last season to yeah. try and to try and get an automatic spot wasn't yeah. it but um yeah it, it was it was just a classic Swindon choke to be honest yeah. but it was it wasn't yeah it wasn't, I have to say going into the you know you just kind of felt we were you know Millwall just was going to do it just felt yeah you know always felt like we would win obviously I was like I say gutted to play most of the game oh gosh what is that like it was horrific obviously I played the two playoff semis and we had 10 days I think between so yeah it was literally just it wasn't even in training it was at the end of training I just kicked a ball I just went to kick a ball in the goal and just it was on the Tuesday actually and I just kind of was like oh kind of tweaked something but I didn't say I was stupid I didn't say anything to the physio I just was I'll be fine and then would it made any difference Probably not. No, I mean, yeah. if your hamstrings goes, it's you know, there's not much you can do. And oh, yeah, I gosh. came in the first day, went out to try and train, and yeah, it just wasn't to be. So yeah, I mean, calling <laughs> calling fifty of family and friends to tell them you pulled your hamstring the two days before wasn't ideal. But you know, no, but like, no. You, you 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 did your con, you made your contribution. Uh, that's yeah, fair to I say. Did, hopefully, season. yeah, during the season, yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, Fast forwarding now to AFC Wimbledon, you have a season with them. What point are you starting to have one eye on on the future? Because you know a lot of people think about coaching, think about media, yeah. think about football, yeah. football, football, football. Yeah. Were you ever considering staying in football? Were you thinking now, nah, no. once this is done, no. I am out of here? No, coaching, absolutely not. No. Um, I think by Wimbledon time, I think, well, I'd had five years at Millwall, but the last year to 18 months have been pretty crappy, to be honest. Um, hadn't played much, was a bit fed up with football, really. Got, yeah. I mean, to us, Wimbledon was, was great. I loved it there. They they really looked after me well. Obviously, I knew Neil Hardley and Neil Cox from Watford. Um, they had a great set of lads. It was fairly, as an older, over 30, you had a lot of, days off you were looked after really well um, yeah. they're a great club obviously fan run it was really nice um but by that point yeah my body was I just picked up a couple of injuries and 
I still played 20 odd games, I think, that season. So I, I still thought I'd, you know, get another another year at least there. But I think having come from Millwall, I was probably one of the, the higher mm-hmm. earners. And I think they, you know, one of those things. I, I would have loved to have stayed at Wimbledon. Um, I tried to, I went on trial at a couple of clubs, Southend and Cambridge. But yeah, I think, I don't know, my heart kind of had had enough of football really full time. It, it's just a lot of, knocks and a lot of crap that comes your way it kind of eventually I was like you know I'll have a year at Wimbledon I'm just going to enjoy it just going to you know as bad as it sounds just take as, as much as I can out of the game and then oh, yeah, go go from there and start my life somewhere doing something different and was the the sort of the dip into non-league just uh just sort of like instead of just it, going cold turkey out really, of football yeah yeah I think so yeah I mean obviously Having left Wimbledon the first Saturday of, of the next season, I found really tough. I was just at home, like, God, what am I going to do? But I remember just going out on my bike ride, just going to the pub and having a couple of beers on my own just to yeah. get out of the house. Just because, yeah, watching the scores come in, I was like, oh, this is this is, could be the end of uh, end of it. So, yeah, obviously, found it again, found it quite tough going into non-league. It's, uh, you know, training in the evening, Crappy pitches, cold showers. So, I mean, yeah, I played at Hemel for not long, six months, and then Wildstone for a couple of seasons. But I say my body was kind of giving up. I think my, my heart probably wasn't in it. And and if your body doesn't like it, those pitches. No. I mean, my shoulder, I discated my shoulder actually at Swindon. I don't know if you remember, but yeah, um, I discated it at Swindon, Swansea away. Um, and then it'd been fine since and then at Wildstone I, I tackled someone and fell awkwardly and it popped out again came back and then was just training and it and just running and it popped out and then at that point I was like no nah, I've had enough like, I'm not not risking having any kind of shoulder issues or you know I want to play golf I want to pick my children up and I, I'm not you know I've had enough so yeah, yeah that, was, that was it really yeah and and what do you do now uh, so me and my brother actually we we're in kind of property. So we we randomly bought some estate agents. Um so we actually <laughs> work in an estate agency, which is uh, kind of random, but yeah, it's uh something different. It's nice, it's kind of you know, level life's kind of on a level keel, I guess now, rather than massive highs and lows of football, it's it's kind of on a on a level path, but it's great. Yeah, it's enjoyable. It's different people. It's different ideas. It's yeah, it's um, yeah, it's enjoyable. We've got good people. So yeah, I, I, I never thought I'd be an estate agent, but <laughs> you know, here we are. Who does? Uh, no. <laughs> so how how do you look back at your career then in in terms of that? Because you're out of it now. Yeah. What how what is it like looking back at it? Do you look at it in any form of like I cannot believe I was in that for that long, or do you look back and go, do you know what? All things considered, I did bloody well. Or how, how what is it like being reflective? Because so many people, even after retirement, they try and stay in the game because it's all they know, obviously. Yeah. And you've rolled the dice and gone on to other stuff. <laughs> it's um, it, uh, it's hard because. For me, it's just, you know, it was, my, it was what I thought I'd do. So you, you just kind of do it. And I um, when you sort of talk to people that don't know you and you, they ask what you do or what you used to do, and you say, and they're like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And then you think, actually, that is pretty amazing that I had a, you know, what, 
13, 14 year career as a professional. Yeah. Not many people can say that, I guess. So yeah, you, 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 it takes a lot for me to kind of big myself up. But yeah, I think when, you know, every now and then I'll have a moment and be like, actually, yeah, done well there. Exactly. Probably maybe could have done better, but, you know, could have not got a chance at all. So. Yeah, no, I completely agree. It's You look back and, you know, league alone, when you're clocking in what, yeah, well over 200 games, yeah, you know, yeah. that that is, yeah. people would kill for that, Absolutely, you know. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, I think there's about 300 and nearly 350 all in total with subs and cups and stuff. So, yeah, I can't, you know, I'll take it. It's, uh, yeah, it maybe could have been better, maybe... Could have, I don't know. I was never one that went in the gym and did lots of weights and did a lot of extra, <laughs> extra stuff. Maybe I can look back and think, mm, if I'd have, you know, tried that, done that, done that. But, you know, it's in hindsight, isn't it? Yeah. What are the major moments of your career? And we, if, if Swindon aren't a, isn't a part of some of those, then we'll, we'll, we'll say what were the highlights of the Swindon element. But yeah. what are the big what are the big things? Obviously, that you well, the promotion with Swindon. Um, I mean, obviously, the promotions of anyway. Promotion, yeah, the promotion with Millwall at Wembley was was great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the um, for me, probably the there's a couple at Millwall that stand out. The West Ham we played in the Cup when we were League One and they were Premier League. Um, when all the fans obviously came on the pitch and there were the riots. That was. Some, I mean, I've never experienced anything like that. Um, that was incredible to play in. And then the FA Cup semi-final at Millwall when we played Wigan was obviously a, a massive occasion. I haven't been injured the year before to miss the four, but whenever it was, two years before, and missing the final to then actually get to play at Wembley. I know, you know, players play there all the time now, but for, for, for me, Wembley was always the place that was like, yes, if I could play there, then you know I'll be happy. I mean, in terms of your time at Swindon, what are the what are the memories that stick in promotions aside? Promotion aside. Oh, good question. Um, for me, it was it was, uh, it was a, probably a time when I turned well, not turned, but you know, I'd obviously lived at home up until that point. You know, moving away on my own, and I guess it kind of turned me into a. And obviously, I was you know, 1920, but probably turned me into more of a, a man, you know, I had to cook for myself and clean and all the stuff off the pitch that people probably don't even think about. But yeah, on the pitch, just, yeah, playing, they say being in the top 10 of people, this, whatever it was in that decade is, yeah, is, is a good accolade, really. Absolutely is. And who were the lads? Who were, who were the people that you were most close to? And do you keep in touch with any of them now? Swindon, obviously Jarrell, um, we still do, yeah, me and my my wife are godparents to his little girl. So yeah, they still live in Swindon, obviously. So we, we do come down every now and then to see them. But to be honest now, I'm not very good at keeping in contact with people. <laughs> they Manx, I spoke to when I was non-league because he was playing non-league. So we used, uh, had a couple of chats. But when I was in Swindon, I mean, Pookie, I, I spent quite a lot of time with. Played like, obviously like golf, so Blair playing golf. Bit of snooker and stuff, just yeah, it's a Pookie Blair, people like that. Um, Curtis, just yeah, we used to go every now and then and have a little gamble in, in the in the bookies in town, so there'd be a, a little group of us that would do that. So, yeah, it was 
it was it, you know being away from home you kind of bond maybe a bit more with with the lads because you know you haven't got anyone else around basically yeah cool jack that was brilliant thank you very much no problem the low strangers is an independent podcast views given do not reflect those of swindon town football club the music is provided by the great matthew kilford and the podcast artwork is by matt in singapore thanks for listening come on swindon Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.